G'day everyone, Rita Join here. Welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. This episode is all about, well, what happens once you find your passion? So if you've already identified it, well, what's the next steps? Because that's when the journey really begins is when you're going to transition it from a passion to a profession or just even pursuing the passion on its own. What are the things that you need to be aware of? How do you open up that space so that your passion does become a realization? So if you are a person who has left corporate or is thinking about leaving corporate or government, if you're a student in university or college or school who's looking to transition into your passion, if you're someone who's at crossroads, if you're someone who's taking up a new job or starting a new career or is thinking about changing jobs or careers or just simply doesn't know which way to go, here are some insights that I want to share with you that's going to really pave the way of what it takes from moving just where you are finding your passion and transitioning that into a profession. And these five things are things that I wish someone had told me because they would have prepared me for what was to come. And if I can just manage my mind and the way I can manage my mind is what's coming ahead so that my brain doesn't freak out and doesn't get shocked by what's coming. If I can prepare my mind for what's coming up, then it minimizes the amount of shock or resistance or hesitation that I would have. So here are the things that I want you to prepare you for for when you're take, coming out of corporate or having a side gig or coming out of college or university or at crossroads, wherever you are in that journey, here are the lessons that you need to have or just insights that you need to know about so you have the best preparation of how to transition from passion to profession. Take a listen. When you find your passion, what happens? The first hurdle is that finding your passion. Now, once you've found your passion, then you're now migrating into, so what happens when you do find it? Like, what happens? So here are the five things that I want to let you know of what happens, what to be prepared for once you find your passion. The first thing is you need a schedule. And the, the, the thought of finding your passion, I know for me, was I could do what I want, when I want, how I want, be freestyle, be laissez-faire, but that's the worst thing you can do because although it lulls you, your passion lulls you into this feeling that I could do whatever I want anytime I want, it's actually going to mess up your schedule. It's actually going to mess up your own t- management of time. It's going to mess up your commitments because not only do you have your passion that you want to pursue, that thing that you love to do, you also have other people in your life. You also have other commitments. You're a, your spouse, your parents, your children, you're an aunt, you're an uncle, you're a volunteer, whatever it is that you do, you have other commitments and priorities and you need to be able to uphold those. So if you have a schedule, that's going to, I know it sounds rigid when you find your passion, it sounds rigid because, you know, I don't want to be cramped again. I want to find my passion and do what I want. I don't want to be cramped, but that's not, don't think of it as cramping. Think of it as directing your energy. Because if you can direct your energy, that's going to give you enough ammunition. It's going to give you enough energy to pursue your passion. Because when you feel guilty because you didn't serve your parents or you didn't serve your kids or you didn't serve your uh, volunteer efforts or you weren't being, you're going to feel guilty. And if you feel guilty, that's going to drag to your passion. So at the first start of anything, have a schedule to know when your commitments are, what your commitments are and what you need to give throughout your day, your week. And I want you to give the space also to allow yourself to make mistakes and get to know yourself. Because when you're pursuing your passion, you've probably come out of corporate or you've probably just come out of a degree or finished school and you've been 
through a cocoon of where things have been, you've been told what to do, how to do it, either at school or it's at work. When you're pursuing a passion, you're on your own. And if you've never been on your own in just managing your time completely, it's going to be a new field of dreams, okay? <laughs> Let's put it that way. So what I want you to do is leave time or leave a space so that you build awareness of how your body clock is, how your rhythm is, when you are optimum in your energy and your clarity of thinking, clarity of thought. So that, say for example, what's your morning routine going to look like? What's your evening routine going to look like? What days are you going to spend with your parents? What days are you going to spend with your spouse? What are, Those things are not to be rigid at like, like 5.04, I'm going to do this. And at 5.07, I'm going to do, not that rigid. What I'm trying to find is, or what I'm trying to communicate here is, what is your natural rhythm? Because if you have a schedule and you don't meet the schedule, because I didn't meet mine in the beginning, I'd feel deflated. I'd feel like, oh, I didn't do it. I don't feel good. And that drags on the next day. And my to-do list gets longer and longer and longer. But if I just gave myself the capability to just learn about myself and see where are my optimum times, then I can tweak my schedule as every day passes. I can tweak and tweak and tweak until I get to know myself such that I have a schedule that's going to really resonate with how I perform versus how somebody else performs, how it should look like. Does that make sense? So give yourself two weeks, three weeks, whatever it takes for you to tweak your schedule so that it relates to you. Second thing is make time when you've discovered your passion, you have to make time to learn. And what are you learning? Well, you're going to be learning if you want to transfer the passion into a profession, how to do sales, how to do marketing, how to be able to, uh, you know, manage your energy, how to meditate, how to pray, how to be able to optimize on reading, on on writing, on gaining more information about your skill set, about how to deliver it. All those things require learning. So in your schedule, what you want to add to it is at what point am I going to add in my learning time so that you're not feeling guilty, so you're not feeling overwhelmed, so you're not feeling like there's so much happening, I don't know what's going on. If you can add in learning time, and which I know is very hard to carve in and stick to, but even if it's half an hour or an hour, if you can carve that in, whether it's a, a day or a week, wherever you can fit it in, if you add that in, it's just going to allow you to be on top of your game so you're not feeling overwhelmed. Because a lot of people think or have the feeling of, and it is, I agree, social media is overwhelming. There's this and there's that and there's that and there's that. And there's so much to learn. I mean, that's just social media alone. And there's so many other things you've got to learn. So if you allow yourself time to just learn and then implement as you're learning, it's going to just save you a lot of headache, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of frustration. And you'll also know that as you're learning, you're growing. So you're not feeling like you're left behind or you don't know what's going on. It allows your own consciousness, allows your own growth to be fed. And as you're, being, as you're growing and you're feeding your own ability to move forward, it's just going to make you feel better and allow you to perform and execute better on your passion. So the schedule, learning. The third thing is that allow yourself to manage your expectation. Okay, that's how I'm going to put it. If you can manage your expectation, what do I mean by manage your expectation? It means that if you can, if for example, if you go buy someone a present on their birthday and they don't reciprocate and buy you one on yours, you might, your feelings might be hurt if you expected them to buy you something or at least say happy birthday to you on your birthday. So what happens is when we have expectation, we feel disappointed sometimes deflated, sometimes disillusioned. And so to avoid that, you want to 
always avoid having any expectation of anyone when you do something good. I mean, we're putting morals and courtesies and manners to the side because we can't control what someone else's behavior is, but all we we can do is look at our own. And so if we can manage expectation, we're not going to be disappointed. And it's the same with passion. If you can manage your expectation of how soon it has to come into fruition, now hopefully it's going to become changing into a profession and you can monetize it very soon. But until that point in time comes, manage your expectation of how, when it's going to come. Whatever you think it's going to, it's going to, when it's going to happen, you know, just increase the time period because that allows you to manage it so you're not deflated, you're not disappointed, you're not disillusioned if it doesn't happen in the next, you know, 10 hours. You know, do you know, like, do you know what I'm saying? I'm being facetious when I'm saying that. But I'm just trying to say to manage your expectations. The fourth thing is that you want to unbox your gift. Now, what does that mean? It means that whatever skill set that you're good at, whatever passion you have, whether it's speaking, whether it's writing, whether it's artistry, whether it's uh, electronics, whether it's technology, whether it's gaming, whatever it is that you are good at, what you want to do is ask yourself, how do I want to deliver that into the world? Because at no time in history has someone been able to sit and think, how do I want to deliver this in the world? I mean, entrepreneurs from the past have, but the majority of a population or a populace can do that. It has never happened in history. And we can because of technology. So how do I want to deliver this? That doesn't have to be the norm because the norm doesn't fit the way I want to deliver it. How can I find a new way to deliver this skill, this artistry, this level of how do I do that into the world? And that's what I mean by unboxing what you have taking it out of the box and looking at what skill sets do I have? How do I interpret the world? How can the world use what I have so that it can be of benefit? And that's what it means to unbox it. And the last thing is that you need to need a bucket load of this. In your learning, I would actually advise you to put in, how are you going to harness and really polish up on belief? Because there are going to be times in your learnings, in your learning curve, and it's all a learning curve and it's all a journey from having a passion and transferring that into a profession, really sticking up for your belief. And the hardest part is if you're an employee and you're now going into the world of having your own thing, having your own gig, or if you've been in school and now you want to start your own thing or start it on the side, the hardest part is believing that it can work because you're on your own. Because when you've been at school, you had a teacher that said your work was good and they gave you an A or a B or a mark that you were happy with. When you go to uh, working for someone, they give you a salary that say that endorses your work or they give you a promotion or they say in a meeting that you, what you've done is fantastic. But when you're doing your own thing, there is no one to say to you, that's pretty good. And so for that reason, you need to back yourself a thousand percent even when it's uncomfortable even when you don't feel like it and that's the hardest part because if you've been conditioned for a long time that someone else has always endorsed your work you're going to come to an awakening where no one else is going to endorse your work because you're on your own because that's what you've chosen a passion to go on your own path and that's the excitement but that's that's part of the learning doesn't mean you can't do this for yourself it just means you need to be aware and you need to be your own cheerleader consistently Okay, totally consistently, because if you can be that person for yourself and not rely on someone else's endorsement, then you're going to allow for that 
schedule to tweak. You're going to allow for your expectations to be managed about how soon it's going to happen. You're going to be able to give yourself the time to learn and unbox your own potential and deliver it the way you want. And it all stems from managing your own expectation of yourself so that you're not feeling despondent if one day in one hour or one week or two weeks, it doesn't go your way. You, you're going to have to manage your belief about yourself. And I'm only saying that because I know it was a huge thing for me coming out of school, coming out of university, when a professor or a tutor tells you that your work is good and you get a pass and then you can go on to the next subject. You know, like, like that's endorsement. Like that's saying to you that you can do the work. When you go to work, if start in corporate or if you're working in government, then obviously your salary is that thing that says that you're doing the right thing or your boss tells you you're doing the right thing. But when you're on your own, you don't have that. And it's hard and it's probably hard to imagine unless you've been in that position. But just be prepared for that. And that's all it is. If you're prepared for it, then when it happens, your brain's not going to freak out or go into chaos mode. You're going to just accept it. But if you can just prepare that, if that happens, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go talk to this person or I'm going to, um, you know, catch up with these kinds of friends. Whatever it is, if you can put a plan in place that if my belief in myself and my work you know, kind of diminishes, here's what I'm going to do. You know, if you can have a plan, if it happens, then you know what to do. But if you don't have a plan or you don't have an action step, then if it does happen, you're just going to go, oh, I'm not good enough. This is not enough. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too this. And then those things are going to take over your mind. When it's not the truth, the truth is that you just need to manage your expectation, your energy, and your conditioning. Because the conditioning you've had is having endorsements from others. And now, you need to endorse yourself. So you need to double down on betting on yourself. So those are the things you need to be aware of because once you find your passion, pursuing it, and what now happens, it's the greatest journey. And those are the things that are going to prepare you the best.